0: Live, I just want to thank you. jesus i wanna thank you been so very good to me i just wanna thank you All the things you've done for thanks. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I am Apostle Robert Bryan, pastor of the Christians in the Church, Kensington, North Carolina, and USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. of people all over the world, we have gathered in his house today. Thank you.
1: Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We thank him for who he is and all that he's done. Uh, We bless God today for another day and another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. Thanks for those of you that have been worshiping with us. You know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled The Right Man or the Right Woman for the Job. Uh, We looked at capital A in our outline. Uh, Man or woman skilled in his work. Uh, That is very important. You know, if there's a job to be done, you want to have someone that is skilled in their work. We are actually having some work that are being done to the physical church building here today. Uh, we've got uh, uh, satellite and cable and various things being put down, as well as some carpentry work. We tried very hard to get individuals that are skilled in their work, just as you and I want individuals that are skilled in their work. You don't want to go, if you've got a problem with your heart, you don't want to go to the worst heart surgeon out there. You want to try to get the best. If you've got a problem with your, your brain, you don't want to go to the worst Brain surgeon out there. You want to try to go to the best. God wants you and I, children of God, to be some of the best. Capital A, a man or woman skilled in his work. Proverbs 22, 29, Genesis 39, and 3. Capital B, times such as these. Times such as these. Understand, child of God, that you and I have been placed in this generation, this dispensation, at this time, at this season, for times such as as these, we looked at uh, Esther chapter four verse fourteen, Second Corinthians chapter six verse two. Capital C, we looked at on yesterday, humility and honor. These are two very important uh, ingredients in your life, uh, and they need to be in the right amount and in the proper amount for God to get the glory that He wants. You need so much humility, and we need so much honor. Yeah, if we go overboard in any one of the two of those areas, there will be a problem. We looked at Psalm 78 and 70, Daniel chapter 4, verse 30. And it brings us on down to uh, capital D in our outline, your gifts, your gifts. And we're going to talk a little bit today about your gifts. We're going to take a look at the book of Proverbs chapter 18, I believe it is, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16. Now, understand, child of God, each one of us, as children of God, we have been uh, given gifts by our creator. And your gifts, the Bible says, will make room for you. We trust that God is going to bless you today as we uh, search his holy scriptures. Amen and amen. From the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, with a very special focus on verse 16. Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 16. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, A gift opens the way for the giver and ushers him into the presence of the great. A gift opens the way for the giver and ushers him into the presence of the great. Capital D, your gifts. Your gifts. Let us pray. Now, we want to look at that scripture as well from uh, the King James Version. King James Version, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16 says, a man's gift maketh room for him, and brings him before great men. Capital D, your gift or your gifts. Let us pray. Father, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today, Father, for another beautiful day that you have made. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. You alone are God, and besides you there is none other. No one else can make the day. No one else can form man from the dust of the earth, breathe into his nostrils the breath of life, that we may become living souls or living beings. Father, you are the author of life. You are the author and finisher of our faith. We thank you today, Father, because our destinies have been written long ago. You predestined us as your children to be conformed into the likeness of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We pray, Father, that as we study your holy scriptures today, that you will give us rhema words of inspiration, Father, and knowledge that we may grow stronger, come higher and closer to you. Speak, Father, for your people in the four corners of the earth, have gathered to hear words from on high that they may increase in their wisdom, their stature, and their favor with both God and men. Trust, Father, that you are going to do these things for us as we continue to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Capital D, your gifts. Your gifts. We we bless God today. The Bible says in the New International Version that a gift opens the way for the giver. Now, now one of the things that the Lord immediately has in my spirit that needs to be considered, understand now, now, New International Version is giving us a slightly different slant or a slightly different look on gifts. King James Version, the Bible says a man's gift maketh room for him whether that is something that you are bringing to give to somebody or whether it is your spiritual gift, something that God has given to you. But what you want to understand, first of all, about a gift is that a gift is meant to be given. The Bible lets us to know that God gave gifts unto men. Each one of us, as his children, we have a gift. We have various gifts, just as the physical or the human body does not operate with just, one, with just one thing going on. There are various, various activities, various things going on in the physical body that it might work together as a whole. There are various things going on in the body of Christ in order for it to work as a whole. Somebody has got to have the gift of preaching. Somebody has got to have the gift of teaching. Somebody has got to have the gift of contributing to the needs of others. Somebody has got to have the gift of miraculous powers. Various individuals have got to have gifts. The body of Christ must have gifts in order for it to function the way God wants it to function. Your physical body must have a a, a multiplicity of activities going on with it in order for it to be the body. If all your body was was the hand, or all your body was was the foot, it wouldn't be a body. It would just be a hand or a foot. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That, that we need each other, children of God. There's no one of us that can do it all. God has purposefully created us with, uh, as children of God with a gift or gifts from him, but he has not given any one of us all the gifts. We need one another, just as on the human body. God has given the parts, the ability to carry out their part or to carry out their function, but there's no part of the physical body that can do all the work of the body by itself. Your hand can't do everything that the body needs to be done. Your head cannot even do everything that needs to be done in the body. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus. Our head is very important. Our head serves many functions and it oversees many things, but your head cannot digest food. Your head cannot pump blood throughout the body. Your head cannot do all of the things that the body needs to be done. So it is in the body of Christ. God uses us as part of the body. Jesus Christ is the head, but the head uses the parts to carry out the function. The Christ is using you and I to carry out the functions of the body. You and I are meant to carry out the functions of the body of Christ. The Bible says... In the New International Version, a gift opens the way for the giver. I want to encourage you today that your gift is meant to open ways for you. Your gift is meant to open doors for you. Your gift is meant to have you in places that you couldn't go on your own. Your gift is meant for you to do things that you couldn't do on your own. Your gift is, is meant for you to meet folk you wouldn't meet on your own. The Bible says that a gift opens the way for the giver. Now you have two things that are very important there. You have the gift and the giver. Now, now, now one of the things the Lord is immediately showing in my, me in my spirit is that a gift that is not given out will end up being a detriment to the one holding on to it. Why? Because it's a gift. It's meant to be given out. But if the one that has the gift refuses to give it out, that gift will now become a detriment because it's, now, it's, it's not in the hand. The giver does not want to give it out. Your gift is meant to be given out. Your gift is meant to be shared. Whatever your gift is, there's no holding on and trying to hold on to your gift. If God or since God has given you that gift, he means for it to be shared with the body of Christ, with the people of God. Your gift, God said is not just for you. It was given to you in trust that you might share it with those that God has directed you. In other words, God has given you the gift of teaching. You've got to share it with those that God wants taught. You, God has given you the gift of preaching. You've got to share it with those that God wants to be preached to. Your gift is contributing to the needs of others. You've got to share that finance or those monies with those that God means for you to help. Your gift is meant to be given. The Bible says a gift opens the way for the giver. Now, in your giving of your gift, in your exercising of your gift, doors will be opened for you. See, understand something, child of God. The only doors that we want open for us or we should want open for us are the doors that are opened by our gifts. If doors are coming open for you, For something other than your gift, you need to understand that's not a door that God wants you and I to enter into. Your gift is meant to open the door. Your gift, that that God has given you, that that God has endowed you with, that that God has blessed you with. Now, Now, my spirit is going to Jesus in the wilderness as he was tempted or tested by Satan those 40 days and those 40 nights in the wilderness. One of the first things, when Satan came up to him, one of the first things that Satan did was to look, basically, why don't you turn these stones into bread? In other words, take the gift of miraculous power that Satan knew that Jesus had and use it for your own selfish gain. Jesus said, no, no, in essence, I'm not going to do that. Jesus look, the gifts that God has given me, the gifts that I possess are not meant for my selfish gain, but rather they are meant for the edification of the body of Christ. So it is with you and I, child of God. The gift and or gifts that God has given to us are not meant for our selfish gain, but they are meant for the edification of the body of Christ. A gift opens the way for the giver, and ushers him into the presence of the great. You get closer to God. Watch this now. It ushers you into the presence of the great. Now, we're going to look at this scripture uh, in the King James, and we're going to look at it as we are doing now in the New International Version. A gift, watch this. it, It ushers him. When you exercise your gift, when you use your gift, like God wants it to be used and and use it in front of the people that God wants it to be used in front of, it will usher you into the presence of the great. God, understand this, child of God. God has placed a great gift in you. Now, now don't let the adversary uh, try to minimize or make you think that your gift is not important, your gift is not a big deal. If God has given it to you, If that's the gift that God saw fit for you to have, it's an important gift. It's a needed gift in the body of Christ. It's a gift that is going to bless somebody's life. It's going to bless somebody's marriage. It's going to bless somebody's ministry. It's going to bless somebody's walk with God. Your gift is important. And that gift is meant to usher you into the presence of the great. See, sometimes people try to get into the presence of the great uh, based on their education, based on their physical appearance, based on their bank account, all kinds of other things. God says, I want your gift to usher you into the presence of of the great. It is because of the gift and the gifts that God has given me that I have been before kings. It is because of the gift, the gifts that God has given me, that I have been before uh, presidents. Let let your gift of God usher you into the presence of the great. Don't watch this now. Don't you try to break into the presence of the great in and of yourself. Let your gift take you there. Let your gift open the doors for you. Because if your gift is not opening the door for you, it's not a door that God won't open for you. If the, your gift is not ushering you into the presence of the great, then they're not great that God wants you to be in the presence of. Let your gift, a gift, opens a way for the giver and ushers him into the presence of the great. Now, look at it in the, in the King James Version. A man's gift maketh room for him. Now, All we're looking at here is another, another translation. So God can give us some more Rhema on all of what our gifts can and will do. Your gift will make room for you. See. Your gift will make room for you. There may all of the jobs may have been filled at the company, but because of your gift, another position was added. Your gift, your gifts will make room for you. There may not have been any more or uh, room or uh, uh, any, any more people supposed to be promoted. All of the quotas, all of the, all of the number of people were supposed to be promoted at your particular business, but because you have allowed God to use your gift and you have exercised your gift the way God wants you, now uh, another position has been created or another another promotion has been allotted. See, when you operate in your gift, what you do is it causes God to free up his grace. It causes God to free up your grace. God said, look, you don't need a whole lot of grace if you're not operating in the gift that I have given you. You don't need a lot of grace. What you need is a lot of chastisement. But when, you, when you're not operating in the gift that God has given you, but you think about and what God is flashing in my spirit now as, as, as we are, Uh, expounding on this, is the parable of the talents. The parable of the talents. One was given, what, five, one was given two, one was given one. The one who had five went out and made five more. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up, let me make you rule over many. One that was given two went out and made two more. Master came back, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up, let me make you rule over many. But the one that had been given one, instead of taking that one, and using it in a proper way. He misused it. He abused it. And that one ended up being taken away from him. And he ended up being rebuked and chastised by the master. So, watch this now. You say, Apostle, what, what is this to say? It's not how much God has given you. It's not how many talents, how many abilities, how many skills, how many gifts. It's not how many people God has given you in your church. You use the, watch this out here, you use the gift and the gifts that God has given you, you use them faithfully, and God will lift you up. God will raise you up. God will, your your gifts, a man's gifts make room for him. God will create a space for you. There's always space for those who want to do God's will. There's always room. If everybody got saved today, now, now we're just we're just speaking hypothetically. If everybody was to get saved today, even if there wasn't room in heaven, God would make room. He would make room. If everybody decided they were going to curse God and die today, even if there wasn't room in hell, God would make room. Your gift will make room, it will make, your gift will make room for you. There may not have been any room, there may not have been any space, there may not have been any slots available, any seats available, but because you are operating in your gift, room must be made. A man's gift or a woman's gift makes room for him and bringeth him, bringeth him before great men. Bringeth him, bringeth him, your gift, your gift. You say, boss what are you trying to get us to understand? Your gift is taking you somewhere. may not look like it all the time. may not feel like it. As you operate in your gift, God is t- operating in your gift is leading you down the path that God wants you to go. Operating in the gift that God has given to you, is slowly but surely taking you to, into your destiny, taking you exactly where God wants you to be. David operated in his gift, and his gift took him right on to the kingship of the nation of Israel. Joseph operated in his gift. While he was in the prison, he operated in his gift. While he was in Potiphar's house, he operated in his gift. While he was in his father's house, he operated in his gift and his gift the operating when he went before Pharaoh he operated in his gift and before the story was over operating Joseph operating in his gift took him out of the cistern took him into Potiphar's house took him out of Potiphar's house took him into the dungeon took him out of the dungeon and took him into the palace his gift operating in your gift i encourage you today operate in your gift that gift is bringing you, it's bringing you, it's ushering you into the presence of great men. Operate, watch this now, child of God, under the sound of my voice. Operating faithfully in the gift. see, Because God is about faithfulness. He's a faithful God. We're not always faithful. But our God is always faithful. We're not always good. But our God is always good. We're not always right, but our God is always right. God is into faithfulness. He wants to bring you and I to a place of faithfulness. He wants to bring. God said, "Look, God says the same way you all count on me to do certain things. God says you all are counting on me to bring the sun up today, because God says if I didn't bring the sun up today, all of you'd be dead. God says you all are counting on me to to keep the ocean from overflowing its banks." Because God says if I wanted to, I could cover the whole earth with water again, much like I did in the days uh, of Noah. God says you all are counting on me to make sure that the oxygen is at a certain level so that you can breathe it. Because God said I could increase the oxygen level to such a magnitude that none of you all would be able to breathe and you will fall dead. So we're counting on God. To do certain things. God says, You're counting on me to, uh, to allow you to have a job to go to today. You're counting on me to allow you to be able to walk, to be able to talk, to be able to see. you counting on, God says, You all are counting on me. And God says, The same way that you all are counting on me to do the things that I do for you, God says, I want to be able to count on you to do the things I'm asking you to do. If I've asked you to proclaim my word on a daily basis, God says I want to be able to count on you, whether you have a crowd or whether no one is there. Faithfulness, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, faithfulness. It's an aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. God wants to be able to count on you to give him praise. God wants to be able to count on you to support the ministry or the church that he's connected you with. God wants to be able to count on you to operate in the spiritual gift and or gifts that he's given you. God wants to be able to count on you. A lot of us running around talking about we want this from God. We want more from God. Why won't God do this? Why won't God do that? And God is sitting on the throne saying, I want more from them. Why won't you do this? Why won't you do that? The same way we want more out of God, God wants more out of us. And I want to encourage somebody today under the sound of my voice that if you will do more for God, God will do more for you. If you will give more to God, God will give more to you. Your gift. Your gift will have you to be the right man or woman for the job. Oh, my spirit keeps going back to Joseph which his brother's felt like they were going to stop this whole, all of this, what Joseph was dreaming about and all of this destiny talk. in. His brothers felt like they were going to stop it. But because Joseph operated in his gift, he ended up being the right man for the job. He was the one. All of those life experiences that he went through were used and were, were prerequisites for him being the one that ended up being used to save many, many lives. Difficulties, hardships, trials, mistreatment, abuse, all of that was mixed together by the creator of the universe and poured out and Joseph became a man that was used to save many lives. I want to let you to know today, child of God, that all of your mistreatment, all of your trials, all of your hardships, your difficulties, God is taking it and he's mixing it all together so that you may become the son of God that he desires so that you may become the daughter of God that he desires. The right man or the right woman for the job. See, God knows the job that he wants you to do, just like God knew that, that he wanted to use Joseph to save many lives. God knew. You see, all of that that Joseph went through, all of that was just ingredients. The mistreatment by the family, uh, the forgotten about by the chief cutback, those were ingredients. Just like if you're cooking a, a, a dish, if you're cooking some food, you know how you want it to taste. Well, you got to put a certain amount of salt in it. You got to put a certain amount of pepper in it. You got, if it's meat, you got to tenderize the meat to a certain point. You got a certain amount of seasoning. Well, understand, child of God, God knows what He wants you and I to taste like. Uh oh. Uh oh. Let me say that again. God knows what He wants you and I to taste like. God knows what He wants you and I to talk like. God knows what he wants you and I to behave like. God knows what he wants you and I to do. And all of your life experiences, trials, the hardships, the difficulties, all of that is ingredients. Stop looking at your trials as, as being some terrible, terrible thing or your hardships as being some terrible, terrible thing. And understand it's just an ingredient. It's just an ingredient that God is using to make me taste like He want me to taste. It's just an ingredient that God is using to make me behave like He want me to behave. It's just an ingredient that God is using to get me to conform into the likeness of His only begotten Son. It's just an ingredient, child of God. Your trial that you're going through out there under the sound of my voice is just an ingredient, child of God. That hurt that 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 that, that your family did to you is just an ingredient. Child of God, that disappointment that you suffered out there on your last job is just an ingredient. God is using, God is going to take, God is going to work together for your good because you love him and because you've been called according to his purpose. I want to encourage you today, let you to know, child of God, that you are the right man for the job. You are the right woman for the job. And your gifts will make room for you. As you operate in your gift, faithfully, no devil, no demon, no ruler, no uh, power of this dark world will be able to stop you. That gift, as you operate and use it faithfully, it will make room for you and it will usher you. It will usher you into the presence of the great. At the appointed and the proper time, as you operate and move in that gift, you will be ushered into the presence of the great. May God bless you, children of God, and heaven smile on you. For those of you that want to uh, contribute and support this ministry, feel free to use the donation button on our church website. God bless you and watch over you. Until we see you again later on for evening worship, this is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kinston, North Carolina, signing out in Jesus' name. Amen.